You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. It is propagating falsehoods they know to be false. It is not merely an internet company. We've seen some really, really egregious behavior by these two social media platforms, Facebook and Twitter. Time and again, we've seen politicians complain about big tech and summon tech CEOs to congressional hearings to score cheap political points. But now, maybe the talking is over. The Senate is taking aim at something called Section 230. But that's a mistake, says Elizabeth Nolan Brown, a senior editor at Reason Magazine. Uh, Section 230 is more important than the First Amendment for online speech. That's because Section 230 protects online platforms from getting in trouble for publishing your opinion. This is the law that really made the internet what it is. The law simply says no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. In other words, it protects both tech companies and the users of them from being held responsible for each other's speech. So it essentially says, you know, like, if I'm tweeting, then I am responsible for those tweets and Twitter is not the speaker of those tweets and should not be held legally liable for them. So it's a really important law for protecting both, you know, free speech online and protecting the users of tech companies and themselves. And of course, everyone wants to destroy it. Both sides, really, Republicans and Democrats and folks in the middle too, saying that the companies are misusing the power. It is clear that Section 230 in its current form is no longer working. This law needs to be updated so that it continues to work well. Democrats say like, we need to reform or abolish Section 230 in order to get rid of all this speech. And then you have a lot of Republicans say, actually, like, we need to get rid of Section 230 so that we can have more speech online. And you're like, guys, it's not going to do both. One bipartisan attempt to reform the law is called the See Something, Say Something Online Act. This is a really scary piece of legislation. It would create a new federal agency to monitor uh, internet comments. And it would impose a lot of new requirements on tech companies, big and small. So, you know, tracking Twitter and Facebook, but also just your average person with a small blog or a small, you know, web form or something that they run. It would impose a requirement on all of them that they have to report suspicious activity to this star commission that is created. DOJ will be in charge of internet. (laughs) That's a very wide jurisdiction there. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. The bill is meant to curb illegal online activities such as acts of terrorism and high-level drug offenses. They want to make the internet a safer place. What's wrong with that? These things are already illegal to host online, things like child sexual abuse material and, and things like that. So given that this stuff is already illegal, is added regulation useful? Elizabeth says that there will be unintended consequences. Anyone could report people online for these potential violations to this Star Commission. Anybody could pretty much weaponize this against anyone else that they didn't like. It would be used to, you know, target people with dissenting political viewpoints, just groups that are disfavored. We know this because this sort of snitching behavior has happened before. If you see something, say something. It's called the See Something, Say Something Act, which is, you know, an old war on terror slogan. So it's not even really trying to hide the fact that this is just like, Go on, snitch out people you don't like. If you see something, say something became the unofficial slogan of post 9-11 America. The phrase was posted on billboards and public transportation, with the idea being that we could all stop the next terror attack 
if we just stay vigilant. But this sort of behavior also makes us paranoid and can easily become a tool for persecuting minorities or disfavored opinions. If you look at the history of this, it always comes down hardest on already marginalized groups. And does this snitching even help catch the bad guys? When the MTA adopted the slogan, calls to their suspicious activity tip line surged. But according to a New York Times analysis, it didn't stop any active terror plots. What it did do was become an attractive hotline for phony threats and false reports. Elizabeth says the same thing will happen with this new internet bill. You'd have that this needle in a haystack effect. It's hard enough right now to find bad actors online with all the volume of content. And imagine if you just had people constantly you know, pouring in tips that would actually make it harder for authorities to find the actually bad stuff. But what if they do find the actual bad stuff? What does this mean for those websites? If there is suspicious activity, if someone hasn't reported within the designated time period, then they would have this safe harbor removed from their platform. So they would become liable to what people say on their platform. Yes, exactly. That would completely change the internet as we know it. Sites like YouTube, Reddit, Hacker News wouldn't be possible if these platforms were at risk of being liable for what was being said on them. Comment sections would be disabled because the risk wouldn't be worth it. And that's presuming that this reporting system even worked fairly at all. The fact is, we'd have no way of knowing. None of this would be uh, subject to FOIA, to Freedom of Information Act requests, so nobody would be able to even see what this commission was doing. No one could look at reports being submitted, who was being reported. No one could verify whether the commission had responded appropriately. There would be no public scrutiny of the reports. You wouldn't even be able to mention that you had submitted these reports or had been a subject of them. It'd be like illegal to talk about them even. Some suspect that this may even be a way of accelerating the government's war on internet privacy by eliminating encryption online. Is this a Trojan horse? Is this a bill where they're going to say, you should have seen the private messages on here, you should have noticed that there was suspicious activity going on. If you can't, you have to redesign your website so you do have access to this. I think that you've yeah hit it on the head there. Any post, private message, comment, tag, transaction, or any other user-generated content or transmission, that seems to cover everything on a website, including DMs, private messages, things like that. Companies would have to be intensely monitoring their users. It does seem like we're on this precipice where we are about to lose freedom of speech on the internet. The past decades. We're going to look back on it as sort of the golden era of free speech online because it just seems inevitable now. There's just such a bipartisan impetus to go after all of it and it's so intense and it's just non-stop and I I, yeah, I really don't know how much longer people can hold it off. What might hold it off is decentralization. Are we going to see more decentralized platforms so that you don't have any one person being liable for something so that this, you know, two, Section 230 can't be lauded over uh, tech entrepreneurs? You know, decentralization would be good. CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, is working on such a solution called Blue Sky. The decentralized open source social media protocol not owned by any single company or organization. He says that it's dangerous to put the government in charge of deciding what content to take down or leave up. We may end up with a service that couldn't be used to question the government. So instead, we should decentralize that power so it can't be co-opted. Jack isn't the only one working on a decentralized solution. Cardano is apparently working on one, so are Dan Larimer and many others. And their solutions may preserve freedom on the internet. If no one controls these platforms, no one can be liable for the content on them. And bills like the See Something, Say Something Online Act can't be weaponized against free speech. We believe in free expression. We believe in free debate and conversation to find the truth. 
Do you think the law should allow you to be the arbiters of truth as they have under Section 230? I don't think we should be the arbiters of truth, and I don't think the government should be either. To watch the video version of this episode, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute, or Library.io. I'm a Bitcoin, staring, I'm staring the status quo.